Hey, welcome to episode 5. Thanks for tuning in. Quick disclaimer is all of my sound effects are on point. It's like perfect. And this is going to be about camping and no, not Call of Duty camping. So maybe check in for another episode on that one. Check, check, chickity check. Okay, it seems like this is all working in perfect order. <clears throat> Gotta get all nice and stretched out. Get ready. Get ready for this whole shebang a bang thing. Yeah, I feel like I need like a glass. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is for what? This is your host, MC Native, and I'm Solid Gun Man out here in Arapahoe, Cheyenne, and Apache Land, also known as uh, Colorado. I'm here specifically in the city. So, um, of course, I'm bringing you a blend of a few questions here. And the subject that I'd love to go around is, you know, just some camp stories this time. So, we'll jump into um, those things. Uh, and, of course, you just want to. So. Camp Stories, that's what this episode is going to be titled, Camp Stories. Why, you ask? I personally prefer a billion-star night over a five-star resort. Um, I enjoy the outdoors. So, basically, for me, it's just... I'm more of kind of like that simple kind of, you know, living. I like to just be outside hearing, you know, the crickets, the little bugs, all that stuff around hearing the wind and hearing the trees and just being able to look up at the night sky and that to me is like peace and serenity and it's probably the equivalent to some of those people that do enjoy going to a five-star resort where they get spa treatment and uh, hot stones and cucumber slices and you know all, all that good stuff so I'm not trying to put shade or knock you know anybody that enjoys that again this is just what I prefer um so again as i'm talking about this i always just have those thoughts that i begin to ponder on so i just want to share those with everybody so before i share those i just want to give a quick shout out shout out to all the individuals out there that you know are driving on the roads the highways byways all the in-betweens please stay safe out there um and then for those that are just up late at night because they can't sleep uh at two o'clock three o'clock in the morning some of us night owls Hey, shout out to you too. Um, anything that you're doing, hey, is, is in a purposeful moment. Maybe you have to reflect and think in those times. Usually it's the most quiet uh, time that you'll ever get to be in, especially in this type of society. So um, shout out to what I want to say, which is crazy, is I was looking at my, um, I guess what people say is my analytics so speaking of analytics, shout out to Anchor. Um, that's where I'm able to, you know, I guess the primary platform for this podcast. That's where they're able, able to show me all this, uh, you know, breakdown. So I want to give a you know quick shout out to all the friends and family that have been listening and are sharing with people. And I also want to give a shout out to the listeners all the way out in Ireland. Uh, again, surprisingly, I went on here, checked out, you know, who's listening and up some geographic locations and i have a small um 
small group of people out there listening to this so shout out to you out there in ireland uh and then you know in the means of this shout out uh you know again give shout outs to you know where you're from if it's the states if you want to refer to indian country uh whichever one um by any means so let's go ahead and jump back into this so before i kind of get into my questions today i kind of want to just give you guys uh i guess some some quick updates on you know the world around us so uh before i start um let me go to this first one so i'm gonna i don't know kind of i don't want to read this whole article here so before i get into the article um i want to give i want to give just the proper name behind what we would call it so this is back on my reservation um and there's these mountains out there that are that we would refer to as so that's what it was referred to uh in the psalogai language so um it's like the crazy mountains is what they'd call it today but um I do want to give, you know, more proper meaning uh, with the story. But again, you know, I just wanted to at least give it, you know, the name that it was, you know, originally given by Absalagat people. So, um, it's later, you know, has become, you know, called the Crazy Mountains. The, when you translate, you know, Awakawa, that's just mountains. Pia is like, um, it's just like a strong force, you know. Um, and that's what nature is. If you think about nature, like it could be benevolent, but it can also be be malevolent too. So it's it's you got to pay respects to that land, the mountains there. Um, and there's plenty of plenty of other stories that I've heard from uh, a lot of my relatives about how that land is very sacred. And there's there's um, stories that go back further and further and further as to why. So, um, there's this article that I found, uh, and they're actually in the process of, I guess, you know, I don't know, having the town hall meetings about it. So I found the article, uh, I was on KULR8, um, so it's called Private and Public Land Disputes Around Crazy Mountains Could End Soon. So, uh, a citizen proposed land agreement to improve public access will have 30 days for public feedback. So that's what they're going through right now is that whole process. Uh, so, you know, right here, the crazy mountains, often called the crazies, have been debated for years over resolving public access debates with local ranchers, uh, conser- cons- conservationists, hunters, and the Crow people. According to a new proposal in July, the project could consolidate public lands and create new public access on the eastern side of the Crazy Mountains as well as near Inspiration Divide in the Madison Range near Big Sky, Montana. A new 22-mile trail connecting the Half Moon Campground and Big Timber Creek to an existing trail along the Sweetgrass Creek would be included in the proposal. The estimated $1 million uh, $1 million trail would cost at no cost to Montana taxpayers and would be fully funded by the Yellowstone Club, who also looks to improve the trailhead at Half Moon Campground. 
The crow people would also, would also be allowed access to Crazy Peak, one of the tribe's most sacred places according to the proposal. So, we're what, like, uh, one, two, three, four, maybe like a paragraph and a half, maybe like two, so like eight or ten lines down. There's a small mention of, you know, crow people. Um, so I just wanted to bring light to that real quick. Um, but I did want to say this again, you know, the estimated $1 million trail would come at no cost to Montana taxpayers and would be fully funded by the Yellowstone Club who also looks to improve the trailhead at Half Moon Campground. So that's like their little like pitch right there. It's like, look guys, it's not gonna come out of your pocket. You guys get all the benefit. Um, and then it's like this small little snippet. Oh yeah, and the crow people would also be allowed access to Crazy Peak, one of the tribe's most sacred places according to the proposal. So it's the most sacred places according to Absalogat people, not according to the proposal. The proposal has to go through the sovereign uh, nation. You know, there's... It's almost like I'm about to go on a tangent here. I mean, that's what the whole Fort Larimer Treaty and everything was about. 1851, like, there, that meant, like, you know, the U.S. had to recognize, you know, all the different nations here. And there was agreement set. And time and time again, it's like, oh, yeah, one of, you know, it's like it's not recognized. The crow people, so I just want to read it again. The crow people would also be allowed access to Crazy Peak, one of the tribe's most sacred places, according to the proposal. Like, that's a slap in the face to me, because according to the proposal, no, according to us, the nation that has rights over that. Like, we have, we have connections there, we have stories, we have lineage that's been passed down a generation, a generation, a generation. There are people here in America today that can understand at least a little bit of what that means now because they have passed things down generation to generation to generation. Oh, well, my grandfather did this or he, his dad did this and I'm following in their footsteps. That's all that we're trying to show right here is like, look, we go to these sacred places for, for um, fasting and ceremonial purposes. So let me, let me continue. People who choose to go and fast at the crazy, oh, yeah, here we go. People who choose to go and fast in the crazy mountains choose not to go to Crazy Peak because it's usually heavily visit, visited by hikers and tourists. Shane Doyle, a member of the Crow Tribe. So shout out to you, Shane Doyle, um, for speaking up on this, on this matter. I think that what the offer here is that people who want to seek that place out for ceremonial purposes will have a day or two or however many days they need to have to have some sanctity and privacy in that location um just a quick disclaimer and I'm, i don't yeah just a quick disclaimer i know i was raised being taught you know when you go out for these these ceremonies or you're going to go out and fast uh the goal is to be out there for four days um and I'm given everything, you know, this is my sacrifice. Like if, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Or is there something, a message I need to take down and share? Um, so that was the whole point. I mean, of course, it's a lot deeper. And I don't want to get into it right now. But I do want to, um, you know, find someone that will be able to share that story uh, in the right way. So, uh, hunters and sightseers will gain access to... 1,566 acres of public land where guaranteed access does not currently exist. 
con conversationalists Jesus dude all these words conversationalists that doesn't conserve I don't know we'll be happy to hear that the Custer Galton Forest Service will acquire 3,900 acres of roadless area essential to protecting the protected species of wolverines and Canada lynx in the area the proposal will receive public feedback at four open house events of course due to COVID they gotta you know follow those guidelines so the first one already happened in Livingston uh, it was July 16th um, at the Shane Lalani Center. And then you got Big Timber. Uh, that was July 23rd. And tomorrow, uh, July 30th in Bozeman, they'll have one. Ooh, look at this one. So it's Bozeman. It's at Bozeman, July 30th, 20th at the Masonic Lodge. And then you got the Big Sky, August 6th, 2020 at the Wilson Hotel. Um, so yeah, I mean, you read through this whole article and it's just more about like land distribution. I read another article on this and it was like, everything's so checkerboard. So they're trying to figure out, you know, private versus public. Oh, and by the way, the native people will still be able to have access to, you know, go to their sacred place. Um, and it's just like that little like toss in there. It's like, oh, hey, we, we mentioned you. Um, thumbs up. And to me, I'm like, you're not, you're not pulling the wool over anyone's eyes on this. It's, it's still this who's taken claim of, of this land and who, who's has rights to it. And for the original nation that, nations that were there, it's like, ah, uh, you know, you can come visit. You can come visit where your sacred place is. Oh, don't mind the hikers and the hunters and all of them. Uh, again, man, that there's, there's, the reason why that land is sacred is, is, I don't know, man, there's a lot of stories I heard growing up as a kid back there. Um, a lot of firefighters that would go out and see things and hear things and share them back home. So, you know, it's something to take serious, you know, it's called that for a reason, you know. Um... When you, when you refer back to uh, the Psalaga language, you know, that's, that's, again, it's like Mother Nature. It could be, it could provide everything for you. It could be as beautiful as, as the butterflies and the meadows and, and the different vast colors that you'll see um, of flowers and plants. And it could also be freaking hellacious and storming and like just thunder and lightning coming down so hard and you're met with all elements that you weren't even expecting you also have to get over like i don't know any sickness you might get that's you know that's that's the dynamics of the mountains and you have to have you have to have honor behind it so we'll see um so I do want to move over to this other article and this one is an article that I want to share because it was a court ruling that had to reach all the way up to the Supreme Court. 
So, um, the New York Times uh, published this article. It says, Landmark Supreme Court ruling affirms Native American rights in Oklahoma. Landmark Supreme Court ruling affirms Native American rights in Oklahoma. Uh! A 5-4 to four decision declaring that much of the eastern Oklahoma is an Indian reservation could reshape criminal justice in the area by preventing state authorities from prosecuting Native Americans. Um, okay, blah, blah, blah. That's what they're going to talk about. This uh, is that could reshape. The case was steeped in United States government government's long history to of brutal removals and broken treaties with indigenous tribes and grappled with whether lands of the Muscogee Creek Nation had remained a reservation after Ho- Oklahoma became a state. The decision puts in doubt hundreds of state conviction Native Americans and could change. Nah. Okay, so this stuff, they, there's a podcast, I've, another podcast I've listened to that just sheds light on and debunks some of these things that they're talking about here because what they're trying to say is you know past convictions that have happened with native americans they could be you know that could be a possible change and um let me see if i can find it here the podcast is called this land um i found it on spotify of course i'm sure it's on um all other uh streaming streaming platforms so this land uh there's like let's see so about 10 episodes and basically it just breaks down the whole the whole rights behind land you know sovereign nations to um to now so then basically it it brings up into this this current court case that's happening um, so the last episode, you could even just play the last episode called The Ruling. Um, she'll spend time talking to a lawyer who argues the case at the high court. And, you know, we'll really break down some of the things that, you know, a lot of these, uh, I guess, non-native lawyers or legal people are trying to say that uh, this could make some unprecedented changes uh, that won't favor, you know, safety of all people and um it's not that at all it's not that at all so check it out um yeah i think that's the only important thing out of this article yet again <laughs> uh it ah. so yeah there's momentum coming off of this too so it shows in the past few weeks tribal activists garnered international attention after they blocked the roads outside mount rushmore to condemn oh yeah uh, president trump's visit to what they call stolen land so again it's not it is it is what it is it's not what we're calling it it's just the truth um over you know pipelines that are spilling that we knew were gonna spill so uh the good thing out of that is in recognition that um you know at the supreme court level that sovereign nation was still uh you know the rights were still upheld you know recognized as far as that being their land so again that that's a shockwave that could be sent throughout indian country and i think that's something that we all should uh be able to you know use in our favor you know especially right here in crow country you know what i'm saying um the fact that there's two more hearings on uh what can happen uh with 
you know, with the mountains, you know, with the sacred place that we go, where we go to uh, take ceremony. Um, so, pow, there is that. So, questions. <laughs> 20 minutes in and we need to get to the questions yet. Holy shite. Alright, so, one question I want to ask everyone is, uh, what is your best camping story that you have? Um, and if you want to respond, you can go to mcnative.com. I do have a contact tab and you can respond there. Um, you can also go to, uh, you know, what a, my what about page and, or what's this all about? And you can find all my social media links there. You can respond there also. Um, but yeah, you know, what is your best camping story? Um, and I guess, you know, this, this is sort of fitting because this year we're not doing crow fair and crow fair is something i always look well not always look for well crow fair is something i look forward to uh get out there and dance go to the arbor um just get to be back home see relatives go to different camps um see all the teepees that get put up uh and this the quick story i want to share behind camping is is crow fair you know just a nostalgic time you know that i want to just go to so um how can i break this down for people that don't know anything about crow fair and camp like the camp sites um Imagine like a, a road that can maybe fit like a car and a half on it, maybe two, you know, as long as you guys are, you know, kind of creeping, um, that kind of just winds throughout, you know, this, uh, pretty flat area, um, where, you know, as long as you keep the grass cut, you know, it stays pretty nice and low, um, that everyone just sets up, you know, bunches of tents and, and teepees, uh, shoot i don't know it could be like the original coachella or something <laughs> no i don't mean it that in like any bad way or anything like that but you know like coachella is known for this huge massive like music festival thing that happens and people are camping outside and you know you got all these like camp communities it's almost kind of kind of like that but again there's there's teepees there's it's a mix of just families little kids elders uh, people going around selling jewelry. You got cars driving around the whole time because people are going back and forth, you know, from their campsite to go get more uh, food or go get more water because, you know, at one campsite it could be like, shoot, like, I don't know, like 15 of us. Um, and, you know, you got, you know, someone to do dishes. You got people that are making breakfast. And, um, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's like maybe a more traditional version of Coachella, I guess. If I could try to give my best example of what it meant, what it is. Um, some of the things that I remember is like, you really don't get any sleep because like, you're just hearing the powwow in the distance the whole time. You know, you could just hear the drums from the arbor just. So um, you have that, and again, you just hear cars and cars just driving by. And then when the powwow ends, oh no, it's not over yet. That's when you start hearing the 49 start picking up, you know, which means a couple, couple people get together, you know, get one drum, uh, and they just drive around and they just start singing songs, you know, throughout teepee. So, you know, that whole story behind the 49s, that's uh, all the snagging days and teepee creeping and um, 
you know that's that's the other part of of crow fair so um yeah i just remember all that stuff as a little kid and even this past crow fair that i went to uh, you just hear all that and then there was uh this guy that would always drive by in his truck and he's called the crawler and the crawler basically is just either singing you know maybe like a uh an old song from way back in the day or an honor song uh and in between doing that he's uh giving announcements on you know what's going to be happening either like the next day or what to expect you know like we have a parade so they're like okay guys well of course you know speaking in crow um you know just letting everyone know that hey you know we got the parade tomorrow is this is where we're going to be um giving you know some backstory on it uh so it's like no sleep really ever you know you're not gonna get like any like good good sleep because it's just it's always active there's always something happening around there and i remember back as a kid they had this roundhouse (laughs) Roundhouse. um they had this roundhouse out there that all the kids would go to they had hand games there um the kids could do you know little you know little dance parties and whatnot um but i think that yeah that's tore down now so that is the multi-purpose for a lot of that again you know just we try to make it as inclusive for families as possible because the kids are going to be there adults elders you know crow fair is this this big shebang um and i remember watching vhs tapes from like i think like the 90s and like it was a pretty big deal dude it looked freaking awesome um so yeah just tell me what your your favorite uh camping story may be the next question i want to jump into is what type of camping do you prefer you know or if you've never been camping what what do you imagine is the ideal for you when you go camping like a quick list is like you know camping you know by the reservoir got like a little reserve spot you have rv sites you have reserve camping even um with like uh bathrooms and stuff nearby um like nice flat like areas where it has like picnic tables and like the fire pits already ready to go for you um you can do dispersed camping where you get more out there and you kind of find your own uh, little spot um you could park somewhere and uh you know kind of hike in somewhere or you can just like hike it way out and you know backpacking it you know take it a few miles even deeper um and do that type of camping so i think that's why i wanted to open up with uh with um you know the mountains the crow mountains uh what they call the crazies um you know getting way out there so like i was talking and you know the purpose behind the mountains it's very sacred um, there's a great power, you know, it doesn't always mean pleasant. Uh, the whole purpose or the idea is just respect the land, you know, respect where you're at always. As this being sacred, you know, this is where we would go to the mountains for, you know, for, you know, trying to get a message, uh, go up there fasting. Uh, so for those of you that are planning on camping, maybe you haven't gone camping yet, uh, and you need a quick list here, I gave my quick top 20. Uh, of course you can add more so if anybody has any more suggestions hit up my uh, website mcnative.com and just go to the contacts and post it there and uh, share all your feedback so the first on the list is you better bring some freaking trash bags because you're going to take 
all the trash that you have brought with you and that you have made out where you're at and you're going to take it back home with you because we do not want to leave that stuff out in nature again respect where we're at man just respect the land you know we don't live how we used to as a cohesiveness with land you know we we lost sight of you know what that what that means what that feels like um so since we since we don't do that you know we're not rooted as as we used to take trash bags um of course have a tent you want to have some type of shelter unless you're okay with sleeping underneath the stars you can get a sleeping bag so you can stay nice and cozy i will say if you hit up some of those army surplus stores even goodwill you can always uh well especially goodwill you can find a really awesome deal um but the army surplus stores you can usually find like a um some high quality like military grade type sleeping bags or even just some high quality uh outdoor sleeping bags um bring insect repellent because you're gonna need that uh, unless you don't mind getting bit up by a bunch of mosquitoes um i personally always suggest bring bear spray with you you never know again we're out in nature we're out in the elements um especially if you're a person like me i like to you know set up camp and then i'll go out and wander and you kind of see what the you know my uh, what my area is all about um so you know having bear spray on you can really really help and at night uh, especially if you're out there you know in more distance where it's not a lot of people around it's good to you know kind of just have like a little like a little area a little zone you know where you can kind of warn predators to stay away um i suggest bringing like a sleeping mat um some type of like little small stove to cook on because out here in colorado it's dry so we can't always have campfires so that little small stove is exactly what you need to you know make your meals do your s'mores all that good stuff um me i like to suggest bringing some type of like water purifier out there with you uh just in case you uh run out of water bottles or something happens um i have like this little life straw that i use and that thing is immaculate let me tell you some of these water purifiers are awesome we've come a long way so quick side note with this this life straw that i used um it was one of these past camping trips i just recently went on and uh yeah i'm like man let me try this thing out so you know read the instructions blah 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 you know you gotta like bring the water in and then spray you know push it back out you know x amount of times and then after that you should be good to use it so go to a nice creek that's uh tucked in you know the forest so like where i was camped out it was a nice little opening um and then as you went back into the trees uh just literally as soon as you enter the trees like not even five feet after that you could see this little stream like this nice little creek that flows through so uh, that you can hop over it's no more than like two or three feet wide um and maybe a foot deep so felt the water I'm like, oh yeah this is nice ice cold water did the whole life straw test drank that thing man that water was delicious it's the best water i've ever tasted in my life um so yeah bring water for your fire uh can make you just put your mind at ease most times you know if you're if you're not by like any like 
industrialization or like anything that um, has like parasites or something, you can can be pretty okay with the water, um, especially if you can find some fresh springs. That's awesome. Um, I'd always say bring like a hatchet or like a machete of some sort. Uh, you want to have like a multi-tool. Uh, of course, a lamp for at nighttime when you need to see. A handsaw will come in handy. Because um, some of us, maybe we don't bring a tent. Maybe we don't bring a shelter. We bring those tools because we want to make one. You know, we can make a shelter. So that handsaw is going to come in handy out there for you. Um, get some insulated boots. Something that can trek through water. You know, like kind of like brush through wet grass and stuff like that you wear anything mesh your feet are gonna be fucked um excuse my language uh water repellent clothing again same thing you know that really really helps because if you're walking through a bunch of trees and, and bushes and it just got done you know raining or it was like a light morning rain like you're, you're gonna feel drenched after you're done walk through all that um i always suggest bringing matches lighters something you know to help um of course you can watch a bunch of youtube videos on how to create fire yourself or just do these way um always bring something like a first aid kit you know something to keep you safe like anything does happen almost kind of like a trauma kit if you get like a bad gash cutting yourself as you're you know trying to um you know fillet a fish or something like that um use an emergency blanket or pack an emergency blanket that's just if you find yourself in the most unreal situation that you didn't think you'd ever be in that, that thing can help you um bring some type of cooler so you got stuff to keep uh, your food nice and fresh uh you can get these like little mini foldable chairs now and the last but not least bring a shovel because you're going to have to take shits out there if you're out there for a long time. Please don't be that person that just shits next to a tree or something. Because we live in a, in a state where a lot of people love hiking throughout these places. And they might walk on your shit. So the shovel is to dig and put your stuff away. You know? Um, so it's like, that's my quick top 20. Later on here, uh, or hopefully by the time this is published... I'll have a blog on some of the things that I've listed. Like, there's a sleeping mat that I use specifically. Um, I'll give you, you know, my reviews on that. Told you a little bit about the Life Straw. Um, you know, little things that I know I've used that have been really, really good for me that I don't mind sharing. So, there is a list for all you uh, people that maybe haven't gone camping yet and are looking forward to it and need some place to start. There you go. Um, I would say hit up goodwill hit up uh the army surplus stores before you go to uh, like uh was it rei and sierra and all that stuff that's like they, that's how they make their money is selling you an outdoor stuff you can get the same quality things for way cheaper or you can shop online too i found some pretty cool stuff online um moving right along here we're on moving right along so what i want everyone to do is you know just close your eye well not if you're driving but if you're somewhere where you can close your eyes and just imagine for a second um i want to take you guys to one of my favorite spots my favorite spots and it's here in colorado um it's called mammoth gulch 
And this spot here, man, it was like, it was like paradise. <laughs> it was like one of those places where I was like, damn, I could just be like a nomad and just hunker down like right here. Um, so let me kind of, you know, describe the, the scene for you. Okay, so where my tent, you know, where I decided to set my tent up, it was... There was like maybe like three or four trees collected in like this one little general spot enough to you know block the sun when it's up at the you know high point so you know it's not so burning hot inside of my tent you know as it makes its way west to you know reach its sunset um so perfect set it all up there got my tarp all put together and i always make sure that my door entrance or the entrance to my tent faces east um, just for one, because the, the um, sight when you wake up in the morning is beautiful. It's one of those things where you can kind of like unzip your window and just kind of peek. You know, kind of maybe stretch and like, ah, peek. Like, wow, that's awesome. You kind of pass out. And maybe, you know, you kind of got to like adjust yourself while you're sleeping. So you wake up and look again. You're like, oh, that's so cool. It's like this slow process of kind of like nature's kind of like, hey. Good morning. How you doing? Take your time. Take your time. And while you're taking your time, I'm just going to work on this view for you as you wake up. You know, kind of adjust the colors in the back, you know, the brightness of the sun, the blue hues in the sky. Um, and as the sun starts to shine down into the valley or, you know, where you're camped out, start to see the, the pops of green and, you know, the glimmer of water. On all of the the trees and grass so face it in the east and the way it's set up is you know maybe it's not like the highest peak out of all the ones that I'm around but you know it's, it's a nice little maybe like 13 or something and it, it's just low enough to where like probably around like 630 you can start to see the Sun start to come over it um, so that's the direction I was facing there, um, east, west. Okay, so to the north, uh, that's where I decided to, you know, do like a half day hike up this, uh, I don't know, maybe like a 13 and a halfer, teener or something, however you guys say it. I'm on all these 14ers. I did a, how many 14ers have you done? None. If I did, I didn't know. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Um, well anyways, you know, I did this small little, you know, half day hike, um, to, to one of these peaks, cause I just wanted to see what it looks like, cause when you got up to the top of this peak of where I was at, you know, it still had trees on there, so it didn't, it definitely didn't cross the timber, so it's definitely not a 14er, that's how I know for sure, cause there's a timber line after that, there's like trees don't really grow at that elevation, so, yeah, yeah, um, definitely wasn't that high, cause there's definitely trees all around still. There's still snow packs as I was walking up it, <clears throat> but the view, man, the view, when you got to the top and you're able to look down, so like if you look to the north, so like for me, it was like looking to my left, oh no, 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 not the north, west at this point, it's like looking to my left, um, there's like this perfect, you know, just kind of like S jagged in a way valley and you know it kind of has like all these you know the bottoms of mountains and you know everything coming together 
the trees being green and everything and all of it just starts to build up into a crescendo where you see this uh, mountain in the back and you can see it's a rocky mountain and you can still see a bunch of snow on the top like a snow-capped mountain and it, i don't know it's just how the the valley just somehow perfectly made its way to open up into just that view was incredible so then i'm looking at that and then if i look straight which i'm looking south at this point i look at another valley and this valley is you know bendy and everything in the same way kind of like a snake or something kind of weaving through and it has that same rolling effect of you know the valleys and the peat are you know the bottoms of the mountains you know coming down to connect with each other um and you could just see down you know see down it and uh this one you know of course the the peak at that one was more you know green and lush um but you know just to have just those two views at your disposal just like that it was man it was great it's breathtaking it was breathtaking to say the least um so i mean those are the views i could see from the extended part you know way out there you know eagle eye view as far as my eyes can take me you know i'm trying to look that far out um so you know as i'm making my way back down to my camp i'm starting to realize like oh man you know i got a really awesome campsite here um you know because i'm coming down you know the side of you know the mountain or you know there's a little peak that i climbed and uh how i can imagine it or how i could describe it is for all of you that has ever watched land before uh what the hell is it called land before land yeah it was called that uh the land before time so if any guys remember like littlefoot and uh you know he was the long neck um i don't know what the technical term for that uh dinosaur is but you know Littlefoot Ducky Petrie and Sarah <clears throat> then there was Sharptooth um yeah Land Before Time so it was kind of like it was almost like it was like this nice like green pasture that I got to just look upon um that you know was I don't know like three or four football fields wide and of course just 10 or 20 30 of them long you know just going down and uh in the middle of it it was like this nice wide creek that you know it probably looked to be anywhere from like one foot to like three to four feet was where it varied and the width of it i'd say is maybe about the size of you know two car lengths and you know just kind of like perfectly elegantly just went down the middle of this um this plain you know that i was at uh, this plain pasture with all the green you know this tall grass green just kind of flowing back and forth it was like the wind could peacefully just kind of coast through that plain area and kind of you know peacefully push that creek water on through and it would separate into those two valleys and make its way out you know um that way and you could hear it just the it was awesome man again like to be at this like perfect pasture 
with this big wide creek going through it and i'm like you know maybe about i don't know 20 feet or so above it because you know kind of where the hill that i've put my tent at you know, gradually climbs up to it so that I can kind of look down at that and as I look down at that and then just slightly tilt my head back up there goes that view I was telling you guys earlier about you know the the how the valley you could see the mountains coming together you know just so well and you could tell that's probably where that creek made its way down to um, and, you know kind of est its way and it, again it was just like this nice crescendo that built up into this huge rocky mountain peak with snow still on top of it and then you look you know behind that and it's nice blue skies with white clouds and uh in the distance you can see these dark clouds starting to roll in so yeah i'd say that one was my favorite view for sure and if you woke up early enough, you could definitely catch, you know, some moose down at that creek, uh, you know, getting some water. Um, definitely going back there. Uh, and I don't know where this takes me is like when I go camping, when I experience something like that, when, you know, I got to the top of that little peak, uh, you know, I'm looking at, out at these views, you know, here I am just this human being in the year 2020 and I witnessed this and I just wonder what if someone else saw this very same peak and was like damn you know what I'm gonna climb up there and check it out and they got up to the same very spot I was at and they looked out and they're like man this is awesome or you know what, what was their thoughts behind it and then my mind takes it even a deep a deeper uh, or takes it even further because then I'm like, what if that person that's standing in this spot was standing in this spot, like, I don't know, three or four centuries ago, five centuries ago, where maybe this landscape looked a little bit different? Or oh, fuck, man, let's take it, you know, 10,000 centuries ago, where it's going to be way different, and, you know, the, the vegetation and life at that point is going to be different, the species, all of that. You know, that's what I think about is like, man, you know, this, this could have been here for who knows how long, you know, how many people have stopped here and just appreciated it just like I did. You know, here I am wearing my, you know, modern day glasses, 2020, or yeah, gives me vision 2020. This year did not look like 2020, like all them, uh, billboards out there, um, we're saying. But, you know, I got glasses, got my phone, I'm listening to music. You know, I got a little joint rolled up in my pocket. You know, I light it up, I smoke it, and I'm just sitting here just listening to, you know, a song. So there's a song that I want to give a shout-out to. Or the artist, I should say. Um, so the song that I was listening to, it's called Intruders. And it's by Jesse Reyes. Um... I don't know, it's just a perfect song. I'd say if you want to go check it out. Um, she has some, some good vibes out there. She's collaborated with some, I don't know, like popular names. So, yeah, that view right there was awesome. Um, it's a place that makes me think about, you know, how little all of this stuff is. Like, we're just on this little blue rock. 
that's floating in this cosmos and um you know how many times has has it gone through this this uh this cycle um you know it's just to me i just think about like how small or insignificant my life span is compared to um an industrial change um something as small as or i mean as you know big as a century you know a country you know a country's lifespan or a country's history you know 500 and then you got thousands of years and then you start having archaeologists start digging up stuff and they're starting to find out man the human story goes back more than 12,000 years and uh, even further and further and further and further than that and then I get to go back home and talk to some of my relatives and they share with me about stories um, about Cheda I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, Cheda uh, my grandma used to tell me you know she's like you better get over here Cheda's gonna get you or you better you know go to sleep because Cheda's gonna get you and um, you know, just learning the origins of all of that stuff, man, it, it's crazy, um, to hear that, you know, the mountains, again, you know, back to, you know, how sacred these were, uh, it was something that our ancestors would go into when, you know, a catastrophic event would happen, and, you know, when the time was right, they would come back out to, you know, yet live again on the land, live off the land. So, you know, to hear stories like that back home and then to start to hear these archaeologists uh, digging up more artifacts and they're like, oh yeah, it's more complex than we think. Um, that's where my mind goes when I go camping is just, you know, the whole what is life? Why is life? Why are we here? Um, what's this all about? You know, if this earth is so powerful and nature is so powerful why am i here what the heck what can i do you know if i if i get too deep a, a cut i might get pneumonia and psh, you know there's that pow, pow, pow. if i'm not a good strong swimmer or uh, a uh, riptide can take me psh, 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 pow, you know like so i just kind of think of it's like i'm so insignificant in all of this and I get to appreciate it. You know, I recognize that and I appreciate it for what it is. I could talk about that that camping experience for this whole podcast. Um, one thing I do want to say, man, is be careful when you go camping in their storms because you do not want to get caught in lightning. Um, and you definitely need to find some type of shelter, you know, to get under. Um, I was out there camping at Mammoth Gulch, and there was a lightning or a thunderstorm that rolled through. Holy shit, dude! When you hear thunder strike in valleys, and the echo just carries and carries and carries. Again, man, you just see how insignificant you are, and you could just hear the loud boom. And this is the craziest part to me: is like. The lightning had to be, I don't know, so close. Or you could just hear it. There's nothing to, like, muffle the sound. You could hear the lightning before it was going to strike the ground. Like, you could hear the little cracking, like, and then all of a sudden you hear, and it would travel throughout those valleys, you know. 
and then you'd have some strike down deeper in those valleys and then those would echo into you know my way like like it was just the whole thing was awesome to me um and then i got rained out but hey it all happens um so yeah you know that was one of my favorite spots uh, i would love to hear what yours is um if you do go to anchor uh, fm um even if you just go to um my website on there so it's anchor.fm slash mc native you can actually go and leave a message there you can type something there or you could even leave like a voicemail um so um you can say uh hey you know this is my favorite camping experience is what i did uh again go to my website at mcnative.com go to my contact page leave me a message there you can also find all of my social media um email any way that you're trying to get in contact with me you can uh find it there too so yeah man shout out to anchor for you know being the established platform for all of this um and you know where people can listen to me again you know you got spotify there's radio public pod pocket casts google podcast there's a breaker um even itunes uh so you know again shout out to all of you that are listening uh and um yeah just continue so yeah just tell me what your favorite spot is again maybe it's back home maybe it's somewhere not you know again that's one of my favorite spots um i would love to tell you guys about how many times as a kid i got to go camp out in prior the prior gap and there's like little things that you know i've been taught to do anytime i enter that land that is purposeful and meaningful um and anytime i do that um, it shows that I respect the land um, and, you know, that those beings out there, you know, again, those we were in nature, animals, everything. You know, there's this certain level of um, safety that you, you can develop in, in doing things the right way. So, um, shoot, later down the road, I'm sure we'll talk more about camping because um, I'm going to continue keeping this podcast going. I'm going to get it nice and cleaned up, tailored, and it's going to go from being old scruffy Marcus to nice and tailored, fresh cut with the um, with the lineup and all that. But again, uh, it's a work in progress. So the fourth and final question. Oh, I guess I already asked this. I alluded to it. Anyways, do you end? Do you ever wonder what living would be like centuries ago? Like you know, like I was saying, you know, in that spot that you're sitting in at night, or um, you know, you're looking underneath the stars, or you're looking at a cool view, and you just kind of—it's a breathtaking where you just kind of like, wow, like I'm present. I am present here right now. You know, how many people or how many beings have come to that same spot and done that same thing, like, took in that breath of fresh air, like, I'm present right now, in the year one, or, you know, um, over, you know, 2,000 years ago. Uh, and do you ever wonder what, you know, maybe, like, the future people, whoever ends up going there, what they will feel? Those are the four questions that, you know, really hit on today uh i wanted to go in a little different direction you know something that you know brings me light brings me joy um so you know that's camping you know anytime i get to be around nature um the reason why i get to be around nature or the reason why i like to go and be around nature is it's like a it's a way to reconnect reset and reflect um you know i can literally smell the flowers you know that whole 
you know, that saying, like, wake up and smell the flowers, you know, quit, you know, it's one of those things, right, I can, like, people say unplug, but for me, it's where I get to plug back into the vibrations of the universe, you know, I get to plug back into, um, the ebbs and flows of nature, even the ways that you take naps out there. Like for me, when I go out there, I could take like two or three naps in one day. And it'll just like 30, 30 minute naps, maybe like an hour nap. Um, I'll even wake up at like three or four o'clock in the morning and just kind of look around, just kind of listen, um, just check on my surroundings and then pass back out. Um, there's that like reset that I feel. I'll even literally take my shoe socks off and put my feet to the to the ground. It's like one of the first things I can't wait to do when I go camping. I just put my feet on the ground. And it's like I can absorb that energy. Like I could feel that vibration, those waves, that comfort coming from the ground. And it's almost like every like nature around me is just kind of like saying like welcome back. Like hey, we missed you. And I'm you know it's kind of going on like a tangent here, but who cares? Um, you know, I'm looking at the trees and they're just kind of waving at me back and forth as they sway and I'm just saying like hey you know it's good to be back and <laughs> I'll go hug a tree or two um, and you know just just like really be set in the moment of you know all five senses something's happening to all five senses at once and it's effortless it's all nature it's all moving at, at one time you know like i'm hearing the trees you know the leaves ruffle ruffle as the wind is continuously breezing through it um so you know that's that sensory mode there that's you know being being tuned up you know what i'm saying and then you know the visual like i talked about all the the valleys and different colors and the different little scenes you know if i wanted to look close you know the next 50 yards or 100 yards in front of me it's going to look completely different than you know me looking as far away as i possibly can or turning left or right um so you know that you know the visual piece um you know again it's that other sensory um even the smell that you can smell out there sometimes you can smell the lavenders that um are uh, in the meadow or you know uh, you can smell those come out and you know they'll brush through as you know the breeze carries them down you know down a ways uh, and then you can see like these bees <laughs> it's like they sense it or they found that and they're like oh yep go in there um so you know even that touch you know that feeling like on my feet and like yeah this is this feels great so there's touch sight it's taste huh taste that crispy ass water see what i'm saying man is it like everything gets tuned up like now that i've been so i'm one of them people that i'm definitely having that uh um purified water i got one of those little purifier jugs so you know I'll get the faucet water running and put it in the fridge it gets nice ice cold and i'll drink it i love that trust me i love that i'm like man this is good it's refreshing Especially after, you know, a long day outside or working out or taking uh, your little one around the block over and over and over and over. Come back in, have a nice, cold, fresh drink of water. It feels great. But nothing will ever compare to the water that I've had 
from springs and like spring tap water or not spring tap water but like fresh spring waters out of the like mountains and creeks like that it's like everything got tuned back up and I'm like oh, okay even my body felt like a little bit more relaxed released had great sleep um, people are like no you need a, a, a extra cushion memory foam numbers bed or whatever all that stuff all that fancy stuff I'm like no way man just give me that mat I'll find a nice flat surface out here there's plenty of ways to cushion it up if I need to and I'm gonna be happy and I'll be just fine so that wraps up this episode thank you so much for listening thank you for tuning in again thank you for all the love and please continue to share this with uh, anybody uh, that you run into and if you have any thoughts questions ideas feedback um, again check out mcnative.com you can find everything there and then the like the direct platform for this uh, podcast is anchor.fm backslash yes you guessed it MC native so um, one thing that I did want to plug in really quick before I go is I did mention that I'm trying to get guest speakers lined up uh, stay tuned for the next episode coming I do have one um, to briefly introduce this individual has been recognized in a few books um, this individual has the right to wear uh, no war bonnet um, this individual is very influential throughout Indian country um, they've done something that nobody else has done so again I have a guest coming here soon please stay tuned person that shows an action you know not really speaking too much I should say and and in all rights just goofy <laughs> we all are you know sometimes we just do things and it works out great for us so thank you for enjoying this episode um, I will almost said I'll see you later <laughs> well you know in crow language um, Chinook um, and you guys stay safe humble and great out there peace be the journey peace be the journey